I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio. I am joined by Francis. Francis, how are you? Yeah, buddy, I'm all right. Good to see you, pal. Good to see you too, man. Hell yeah. I got a lot to tell you. I love it. Dude, I'm seeing myself in the camera right now. I don't know why I just chose to look like a fucking Easter egg today. Sure do. But I really do. It's a good look, though. You look good in those nice, delicious looking colors. Dude, this reminds me that people really sleep on out of season candy. Like, you can get that Easter candy in in like mid April for 70% off. It's the same shit. It's Mm -hmm. just like pastel colored the candy that you would normally buy mm-hmm. for a dollar for a giant bag of that's it. That's it. It's almost like you feel as though the candy has passed its ex- expiration date, but what you don't realize is that most candy doesn't expire for about seven to 14 years. <laughs> Stuff is not going is bad. True? Dude, a bag of Skittles? It's What's in there that is all of a sudden, uh-oh, don't eat those. No, yeah, They've right. gone bad. Oh, Speaking of bad, my girlfriend has been away now for five days. Mm-hmm. It was fine for a day or two. And I talk a lot about how I look forward to very occasionally when she goes away because I get to sleep in the middle of the bed. and House I, to yourself. Yeah, just watch movies or shows that you know I can't watch when she's here because she doesn't like them. Or, you yeah. know, I, watch, I watched that Bob Odenkirk movie. Oh, yeah, how was Nobody. it? It's good. It was spectacular spectacular that's sick. spectacular if you like action fighting violence movies oh my god really i give it a 10 out of 10 I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, it was What's so it fun it's called nobody nobody i would watch it again <laughs> it's it's like john wick but more grounded oh cool it's so fun yeah that th- that sounds like exactly what i would want out of that like john wick i have found like I had wished it was a more grounded. It's a little too a little over the there's top. a lot of secret society kind of pledging. Yeah, you gotta get this password, members of the Knights of Order, whatever it yeah. is. Whereas this is just a dude in suburbia living a boring life with an interesting past right. who gets tangled up in the wrong people That's and cool. has to sort of revive these skills. That's cool. A little more like uh Liam Neeson taken right, kind right. of situation. But it's Bob Odenkirk who, I mean, he's Odenkirk, whatever. He's the best. Dude, you you bring up a good point and not to interrupt, but this is like what you just said, basically. Like, I never anticipated what you just said. And it's been one of the things that I just didn't realize would happen when you live with your girlfriend. And that's that. It's hard to watch shit that she doesn't want to watch. Yeah. You like don't have enough space. And like, I've been dying to watch Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, man. Just because I have a new sick TV and like, I want to watch of crazy action movie, yeah. even though I'm not interested in the movie. And I haven't found an opportunity because she doesn't want to watch that. That's it. And not for and nothing. It sucks. <laughs> I recognize that it goes both ways. My girlfriend was dying to watch Bridgerton and I had no interest in watching that. Right. And I know that that's a good show. People have been raving about it. So she had to kind of find time to watch that. Right. Herself. Right. So, you know, we, we both have, there's a nice thing when, when your significant other goes away where you can kind of catch up on a couple of the things that that are just not things that you share together, right? Right, right. Now, having said that, by day two or three, 
this apartment was falling apart at the seams. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I had planned to go to Whole Foods and stock up on groceries like we do at the beginning of every week. I didn't get around to it. Do you go on Sunday usually? I think Monday or Tuesday. Got it. Typically. By by Thursday, I was eating heavily expired products <laughs> from the refrigerator. <laughs> Things that you know, really should not have been eaten, but I was looking and saying, well, it's okay, two or three pa- days past the expiration date for this bag of turkey. I don't see any green. Oh, God. I have a, a, a relatively steely constitution. I feel You're that I should it. be fine. Yeah. And, wh- and there was nothing else to eat, and I didn't want to order shit, deliver Jesus it all the time. God. So that's kind of how it's been. You know, the you hate lo- to see it. All, yeah. And we have a delineation of chores. We do. And I will say that when she's here, I'm doing my chores. I feel like, boy, this is so harmonious. We're each pulling our weight. Totally. It's a nice 50-50 partnership. When she leaves, I am left to do her chores. And you realize it is not equal at all. <laughs> like she does way more than you. But yeah. And her <laughs> chores are just so much more important. Like What are they? Dude. Uh, the laundry. Oh, I do the laundry. I I want to do the laundry. I don't ask her to do that. The problem is that her laundry is so much more complicated than mine is. So let me ask you this, dude, because my girlfriend doesn't generate anywhere near as much laundry as I do. Is that not the case with you? Probably the case. And what do you mean it's complicated? Like you so. Need to so for her, them. you know, she doesn't put her pajamas in the dryer. And I did her laundry for her once, all of it. We did a mixed load, her things and my things. And I just assumed anything that was cotton could go on. You know, I know you don't put jeans in the in the dryer. I know you don't put dress shirts. Mm -hmm. I know you don't put maybe certain shirts that you don't want to shrink. Definitely not sweaters. But I figured, okay, cotton pajamas that are pretty pretty well worn, that's gonna be fine. And then when she pulled the stuff out of the dryer, she was like, Oh no. You put those in there? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, She's boy. like, why don't you just let me do the laundry going forward? And that was the oh, end wow. of that. So she, I, they just came out looking like children's pajamas? I, yeah, well, I don't even think I shrank them. I think that I, I don't know. I think she just doesn't put those in there for some reason. Right, right. And so I failed my way out of got that it, chore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like... This isn't even worth the risk of having you yeah. continue to fuck this up. I'll just do it. I didn't assign it to her. I didn't say, ah, you d- do that better than me. She didn't let me do it anymore. That's funny, dude. And so anyway. what? So what? run us through the chore The chore breakdown. Who does what? Um, so she does the laundry. She does the laundry. Who clears the dishwasher? I, I put the dishwasher away, and I, I definitely take the the lead on doing dishes. You're the dinner. dish. You're, you're the dish guy. I'm a big dish guy. You're just a big dish guy, and I like it. I find it therapeutic. Okay, who brings out the boxes? I do that. I do that too. I've I've and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the. I do boxes. too because it lets you get away for a second, and you can drag <laughs> your feet. And what should be a one minute chore can take can take up five. Yeah. All right. What else is there? Well, for us. The dog care ah, is yes. a big thing. And the dog is eight years old and his teeth started falling out mm-hmm. and he needed at least a few left for these last few years of his life to eat his dinners and stuff. Dude, that's so fucking dark. He had to have his teeth removed by you the vet. You doggy dentures? 
I don't think so. Maybe. Doggy veneers? Is that a thing? Deneers? I, dude, I don't, I'm, I'm making this <laughs> Well, up. the point is he's got a few teeth left, and so we have to brush them now. This is breaking my fucking heart. And bro. so Sierra, Sierra brushes the dog's teeth every morning. Does and he, he hate it? hates it. <laughs> but you should be like, bro, do you want to eat? Yeah. Doesn't that suck that you can't tell a dog? You can't Dude, tell it. do you want to eat? Yeah. Fucking Jesus. So he, so she has a technique and she sort of sort of walked me through the technique, but he is doing everything he can to prevent you from brushing his teeth. And so she goes away and now I'm left to brush his teeth and I'm doing it. And I'm just like, God damn it. Just stop squirming. Let me get this over with. If you just stay still, it'll take 10 seconds and he's ripping his head around. <laughs> you know, he's unhappy that I'm pulling his gums up. So all of these things are harder, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm doing them and I don't have the experience. Right. So I just feel like a substitute teacher. I'm like, can we just put a movie on until she gets back? You know what I mean? Why? What are we doing here? We know we're not going to learn anything, right? right? Let's just survive. Let's just hold on. That's kind of my thought, you know? Dude, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we need to get her back soon, man. Yeah, we need her back. She's just going to come back. You're just going to be sitting in the corner. Yeah. The heat's going to be off. You're going to be in the dark. Just <laughs> Malnourished. Like, naked, hugging your knees. <laughs> You're looking like Gollum. Me and the dog, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gnawing on the dog's leg. I'm like, I had to eat him. You ate the dog. We that's ran out of the movie, The Platform. We ran out of the fridge food. Dude, that's fucking great. Dude, so I have a funny uh, predicament. This is so random. So I've been having issues with my big toe. Big toe. Yeah. So my toe, this is kind of nasty, but my toenail like fell off. At it one happens. Point I've after heard it was like this. really painful. It was really painful, whatever. And it grew back all fucked up. Oh. So I might have to have a procedure. Okay. Um, now, as as we've discussed, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to Uzbekistan. Yep. Um, and so, I, dude, I bumped into my podiatrist on the train today. No way. And she was like, how's the toe? I'm like, it's all right. Like, it's feeling a little better, but- I'm going to Uzbekistan and like, I'd like to, I was like, should I just do the procedure when I get back? Mm. And she's like, honestly, I've been to some of those countries. And like, if something were to get bad with your toe, like you wouldn't want to have to get it done over there. Oh, heaven. Which kind of goes against our, our, our prevailing theory on this podcast, but I'm willing to believe her. You Um, know, yes. And Julio, it also kind of goes against, I think, her Hippocratic oath that she's having a medical conversation with you on the subway. Why? What? Why is that wrong? She, I'm a she patient. Say, she with what peep, eavesdroppers leaning in. And, where? Where on their oath does it say, "I shall not give new medical advice in front of others"? Let's say that she was your urologist. <laughs> there isn't there some kind of patient doctor well, confidentiality? Yes, but dude, if I'm on the train, I'm like my pecca's killing me. <laughs> if you were on the That's train, different. you and your urologist was on there, and he said, "How's your testicle doing?" <laughs> that would never happen on the train. Well, there you go. It happened about your foot, and the, feet are personal to the, people. <laughs> Come on, if bro. someone started I you rip talking your sock me, off in the middle of an episode, yeah, well, you and I are very close friends. You're within my circle of foot trust. <laughs> if I'm on the subway, I'm not ripping my sock apart and asking people for their opinion on my nail beds. <laughs> if you're ripping your sock apart, it means you're about to start asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. We'll mm. see how the toe feels after the weekend. Good luck, buddy. So that doesn't it. sound that fun. Dude, I've been having bad luck with medical stuff. My, you know how I had all those, had to go to the dentist a bunch? Yeah. They fucked up one of my cavities. So I went back to the dentist and they tried to fix it and they're like, we might not be able to fix it. Oh, we might shit. have to take it out and just put one another one in. Oh, heavens. Dude, a whole f- tooth, a whole new cavity? Yeah. 
How Ugh. fucking terrible is that, dude? What would it take for you to file suit against a doctor or a dentist for medical malpractice? That's not some... Can you even file suit against that? Like, they're going to fix it. There's no suit to file. Like, I think you file suit when they, like, fuck your life up. Like, your life is worse because of the care that you receive. Mm. Specifically because of the care. You're probably right. Right? Like, I, I would never... First of all, even if I had a, shot, a case, I wouldn't fucking sue the dentist over that. Mm-hmm. I'm a reasonable person. They didn't mean to fuck my tooth up. They just happened to fuck my tooth up. Right. So, I'm going to go and get a fix. No big deal. Okay. I guess. So it would probably be it would probably be gross negligence that made life worse for you. So something Correct. that where where they didn't say to you like, "Hey, going in, just so you know, there's a 50/50 chance that this procedure goes wrong." They were like, "Yo, You're don't good. even it's sweat easy. it. Yeah. Easiest thing ever. We're just yeah. going to go in there, be done in 10 minutes." Right. And then when and you then woke up from the anesthesia, <laughs> they were like, "Listen. Don't freak out." You no longer have a penis. We're going to show you what your arm looks like now. Oh, God, dude. And you have this just stump. Oh, God. There was a girl in my high school who, I think she had scoliosis, and she went in for what they said was a pretty routine back surgery, and they paralyzed her. Oh, my God. Dude, I think, you know. She was in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. You got to avoid the surgery if you can. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's one where, I mean, yeah, you, you have, have to, to get sue. it. You yeah. have to sue. Oh, right. That one you have to. Yeah. And they're protected for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. They, they the have game. all the insurance and all that. Dude, you know what happened to me this morning? Something that you've talked about. I woke up in a fight with my girlfriend. Oh, I go, no. I, I woke up and I look over and I go to hug her and she pushed me off. And I was like, what? And she's like, I had a really bad dream. And I was like, well, did I do something bad? And she was like, yeah. And I tried to hug her again. She's like, seriously, I need a little time. Goodness me. And then she told me what I had done in the dream. And she's like, it was so real. And I kept being like, but it wasn't. It's fake. You literally imagined it. She's like, but it was so real. She was like, you were doing that thing you do. I'm like, you're not allowed to do this. No. This is not fair. Like, That's you your subconscious and your is sort of neuroses. Yeah. Uh, putting on a play in your brain i'm like what the fuck so then i went and made her coffee which i haven't done yet in the new apartment she typically makes the coffee and i was literally trying to get myself out of the doghouse i'm like what the fuck is going on Sucks. but she had or she was coming to give me a hug when i arrived with a cup of coffee got it she had gotten over it it made the it would end up being a nice moment you hope that when your girlfriend wakes up from a dream where you have cheated on her with her dad or something uh that you know she will be relieved to see you next to her and reminding her totally. that none that, of it that's was fake. real Dude, do you want to know what i did what i sold nudes of her Ooh, that is dark and they got all over the internet apparently and like you're uh, a and, pirate and also i didn't sell them for that much like i sold them for like a modest amount someone was like i'll give you 20 you're like dude just give me 15 yeah i <laughs> A hundred for like the non-complete nudes and like 700 for the nudes. Wait a minute. That's not a lot in your mind? It's, I mean, for me to to like sell my girlfriend out, because she, again, she said it was really realistic. So in a realistic scenario, you'd expect me to, to at least get a million <laughs> if I'm doing that. If I'm going that. behind my girlfriend's back. I love that a part of her 
gripe was that you didn't value her commodity nudes highly enough. Yeah, she was like, that's it? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And then I was like defending myself and like gaslighting her apparently. I'm like, I'm not doing, I didn't do any of this. No. Let no. us remember. Damn. Well, we move past it quickly. That's good, man. Well, Francis, you have exciting news. I do. Why don't you let us know what's going on here? Yes. After a year and a half of working at Bro Bible, I have decided to strike out on my own. I am becoming the master of my fate. Love it. I am taking the reins of my career, and uh, I I have the hope that this will work because of how amazingly supportive and, and wonderful you you all are. Um, and I'm going to be starting my own Patreon account, uh, the subscription model that so many creators are, are flocking to. It's an awesome website. Um, I'm going to have my Patreon page, which will feature my alternate side parking Thursday videos. If you like those, I'm going to have blogs, which will come right to your inbox. If you like my writing or have ever liked my writing, it's a, it's a strength of mine, something I'm very proud of. And then songs. The very types of songs that people have come to know me for on Instagram, Sunday Game of Thrones Day, any of my rants about the days of the week, young people going out and partying, whatever it may be. Uh, lots of great contact content. Plus, um, it'll be a very interactive community. So if you email me, I will respond. Anybody who's paying for this you know, subscription, I promise to be very accessible. If you've ever DM'd me and I didn't get back to you, it's not because I'm an asshole. It's because I get too many DMs. And that interface is too clunky for me to be able to respond easily. So come to my Patreon page, Francis Ellis, uh, at patreon.com slash Francis Ellis. Lowest tier is $5 a month. You'll get all, all the alternate side parking Thursday videos. I think one blog a week. Um, and I really would, it would mean the world to me if you would support me. We are not putting Oops the Podcast behind the Patreon. That is still free. And uh, this is just me, and I appreciate you, G, letting me Dude, pitch the hell out it, of it on the it, pod. Baby. But if you like my work and you like what I do and you like us, uh, please throw me a, throw me a subscription because you guys are now my employers. I'm relying on you to to make my way here, and I hope we can grow it. And uh, I thank you so much. Support our guy. I've been dealing with a little bit of a scandal myself. Oh yeah, can I tell you about it? Sure. Okay. So, I moved out of my old apartment at the end of December of this of 2020, end of the year. Okay. I had one month security deposit that they were holding on to. Apparently, according to tenant landlord law, uh, the landlord is required to walk you through your apartment after you vacate. And if there are any things that they think might require repair that you are on the hook for, they have to point those out. And then you're supposed to be allowed to try to fix them yourself out of your own pocket. Um, and I guess if none of that works, then they, they ding you from the security deposit. Right now. Sounds fair. None of that happened with us. Great. We just moved out. Basically, we're told, yep, looks good. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, now it's been this is it's been four and a half months since we moved out, right? And I had emailed asking about getting my security deposit back, and I didn't hear anything. I emailed the assistant that I had often brought my rent checks to, didn't hear back from him. Um, 
I didn't even know if these people were alive anymore. <laughs> like I, I genuinely thought maybe the assistant had quit and moved away. His email had been rendered inactive, whatever it is. Jesus. All these things. And so finally I hit up the, I guess the, the building manager who was part of the ownership team of this building. Mm. And I said, Hey dude, you know, I've been trying to reach out and, and get a sense of the security deposit on this. Um, can you help me? Like nobody's responding. And he goes, yeah, sure. No problem. S- shoot me an email and I'll take care of it. And I was like, Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I could really use that money right now. It's, it's thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, uh, I thought, okay, well, that was easy. I should have just done that first. So I hit him up and I was like, Hey, it's me just checking in on the security deposit. Thanks. Then a couple days later, he hits me back and he had, now he hadn't done the walkthrough with me when we walked out, when we moved out, but he had taken pictures of a couple scratches on the floor mm-hmm. and also a stain on the floor that had been created in the first week that I was dating my girlfriend when she knocked over an entire decanter of red wine, Ooh. which landed on my rug. And I was absolutely lost for words because we had just started hanging out. Oh, I liked God. her so much, but I was like, this is a dramatic amount of damage. She just commits a massive technical This is foul. a dramatic thing that I, that rug has is so important to me. I had loved it. And it was something that I had bought, you know, when I became an adult, mm. like my first rug that I Jesus. bought. And, um, Anyway, she did her best to treat it and to put powder on it and soak it all up and did a pretty darn good job. But unbeknownst to us, the red wine had seeped through the rug and created what looked like a massive blood stain in the hardwood floor beneath, which we never saw until we moved out and ripped up the and like pulled the rug up. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we never lifted the rug up. So the manager took picture of that stain as well as uh, the scratch. And then he also took a picture of this light fixture that I had changed because the light fixtures that they had appointed the apartment with were so dim that I had gone to Home Depot one day and picked out a track lighting. I then unscrewed the, you know, the regular light fixture, put that in the closet and then put this new one up and then never replaced it back when we moved out right but not a big deal right shouldn't be especially because you made it nicer exactly but 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 also like they can just swap it back in totally so he points all these things out of this picture and i was like yeah you know i get it i get that there's some damage here like just let me know what it costs to repair it and we can take that out of security deposit no problem that was back right after we that was like two weeks after we moved out so Mm -hmm. it wasn't the walkthrough but it was just pictures yeah fast forward back to last week um I said, hey, I'm really trying to track down this security deposit. So then he emails me and he goes, okay, the floor repair cost half of what the security deposit was. And I'm talking exactly half. Yeah. So just magically... Exactly. Half the number of the security deposit. By the way, the security deposit is not like a round number. It's not like four thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is, but like I it, it's it's it would be ludicrous 
that exactly half the security deposit was what the floor repairman billed them to fix these scratches and the stain. And then he said that the other half was going to go to the light. Oh, what? Or, 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 or like, oh, no. Oh, the stain? No. He, he, well, basically, he just gave me these things that said, like, the full security not only, deposit not only is the whole security deposit gone, but you owe me for another half of it. Because we had moved out. Security deposit plus 50%? I owed another $3,600. What? Now, the reason for that was he said because I had vacated uh, two weeks prior to the end of our rent. And I, I know this is all technical shit, but I promise this is going somewhere. Um, and we didn't pay for those last two weeks. And the reason was we had told them, like, they had given us notice saying that they're not renewing our lease. Mm-hmm. So move out. And we were like, well, holy shit, we don't have much time. We scrambled to find an apartment. We did. And I said, listen, we don't, we can't time it up perfectly for us to move into our new apartment the day our lease right, ends. Right, right. So we're leaving two weeks early. That's what we're doing. I like, I hope that in good faith, you will honor and like let us out of the last two weeks of our lease. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no problem. Of course, we appreciate you so much for being flexible. Mm. And so I reminded him of that, him saying that, right? In my uh-huh. first reply email when he was like, you owe me for those last two weeks. I was like, well, you had said this. Uh-huh. I'm going to hold you to your word. And he said, I remember saying that, no problem. I will, oh. I will honor it. Um, but I still need the money for the floor repair. And I said, okay, can you send me a itemized breakdown from the floor repair company of how this amount came, came to, be? to be? No, he goes, Smart. no problem. He sends me the invoice from the flooring company, which has their phone number and their company name as well as the breakdown for all the floor repairs for mm-hmm. all the units in the building. And every single unit had a very similar number to the one I was billed, okay. which made me think that all of the units were basically given the same treatments and that there was not some heightened exorbitant cost specific to the damage that I had done. Yes. But I then... Kind of like a flat rate for fixing yeah. the floor. And by the way... The number on that invoice said $1,800, right? And he had quoted me thirty six mm-hmm. for the damage I had done. So mm-hmm. I wrote back and I was like, well, this says $1,800. Why, why would I pay thirty six? And then he wrote back, that was just a proposal. It ended up coming out to 3600 So why are you sending the proposal and not the receipt, dude? So then I called the flooring company oh baby this is the reason oh, i wanted baby. to tell this story and i said i said hi is this the guy's name was gabe mm-hmm. and i go is this gabe and he goes yeah and i go hi this is francis i used to live in and i gave the address and i go uh, just for my records i'm trying i know you guys did some work on the floors in there uh we're just figuring it out any chance that you could send me an invoice for the work that was done specific to unit one yeah. the apartment i lived in he goes, no problem. Oh my god, dude! He shoots me an email. Oh my god, eighteen hundred. Wow, exactly the number that was on the proposal, which means the building manager was trying to fleece me for eighteen hundred on top of that. Plus, so eighteen hundred. But what about the other stuff? Well, he backed off of that. So okay, so the, you were going to get some of your security deposit back. Not he, 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 who knows. Who knows? Who knows? He yeah. keeps like I don't even know what his strategy Damn, is at bro. this point. That was when I had, had finally, like, there it was, mathematically caught him 
in a fraud. Fucking you, yeah. And I, I forwarded him the email in writing with the receipt from the flooring company saying the work we did on that unit was $1,800. Let me ask you did, you, did you say it like, hey, I think there must have been a mistake or were you like, you're a fucker? So keep in mind, I am going back and forth with the counsel of a real estate broker who knows these laws, mm-hmm. and he's advising me as to how to phrase these emails. Oh, well, that's crazy. And he says- How did you find this? This is your broker who got you this apartment? I'm not going to say his name okay. because I don't want him to be connected. Right. But it's, it's a friend or it's a guy you've worked with? or A guy I've worked with before. Okay. okay. Who I trust. Who has a very good uh, finger on the, on the, on the legal on the side pools. of- Yeah. Of, of tenant law so he was you know making sure i left the paper trail that was so everything i'm writing i'm like i may have to furnish this in court if jesus. we like go that far jesus. so um i then i forwarded him the email from the flooring company and i said this is i i reached out to the floor floor company to do my due diligence this is what they sent back i expect to be paid my security deposit back less this $1,800 amount. Mm-hmm. That seems totally fair to me. Here's my PayPal, or you can send a check to this address. And I figured that would be the end of it, right? Because anyone who's been caught committing a lie and a fraud should know that the goose is cooked. Totally. The game is up. Game's up, pal. Boy, did I underestimate this fucking guy. Wow. Dude, these he, New York City. He comes back to me guys. and he goes, "You didn't account for the lamp fixture being changed. You ignored that. Like, what is that? Completely ignoring that I had just caught him trying to take eighteen hundred dollars from me. Yeah. And so, I then sent him like another email, being like, "I think this is this is where the lamp is." Blah blah blah. And I and now I haven't heard from him. Dude, Jesus, this is terrible. I don't know where to go next. This sucks. I'm not sure where to go next. I mean... I don't want to go to court. Yeah, it's it's like not worth it. Small claims. It court. is worth it. For 1800 bucks. I mean, no, like... No, no, no. Oh, it's for more? 7200 less 1800 5400 $5, Okay. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. $5,400? What, what does a lawyer take... I don't know. ...of a settlement in a small claims court? I have no idea. I don't know how it 10%? Works. I'm not sure. 500 bucks? I don't know. Are they billing hourly? I, I have no idea. That's crazy though, bro. This has been sitting over me. I was so proud of myself for having reached out situation. to the flooring company and having gotten that information. And I thought I had cracked the code. I thought I'd cracked the case. And he's just being, dude, yeah, it's crazy. That, like the ability to be completely caught and still act like you're not caught. I feel like I'm at the That's at this crazy. point now where, you know, he would rather move to a different country than pay me that amount of money. <laughs> That's who I feel like I'm dealing it's with. It's getting there, bro. Yeah. So That's I'll keep you guys updated on that. Boy, it would be a huge win if we got if we got some of that money back. That's crazy, man. Yeah. What a fucking insane Yes. Yeah. Francis, you're I'm looking over there and it looks like you're wearing some pretty comfortable pants, pal. Hey, you know, these are <laughs> some cool new pantaloons that I picked up from our old friends at Bird Dogs. Bird diggity dogs. Bird dogs. <laughs> well, dude, the summer months are coming, and I was thinking about your Soho house story mm. and how if you had been wearing a pair of Bird Dog shorts, those would have actually been the perfect shorts to be wearing because 
They appear to be a normal short. Mm -hmm. You could then jump into the pool, Mm -hmm. swim, and go back and live your life. You're just completely amphibious in a pair of bird dogs. Very amphibious, and I can only imagine how much longer I would have been able to hold my breath wearing a pair of bird dogs. (laughs) Uh, People would have liked me more. So that you're right. That is the call. (laughs) And right now, if you go to birddogs.com and use promo code OOPS, you will get a pair of rubber clogs for free with your first order. That's birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. Check them out now. All right, I got one for you. This is not as interesting at all, but like, have you ever encountered a person that you thought was just on, like, obviously, like a person you just thought was on drugs? Yeah. But not like somebody on the street where it's like obvious, like in a situation where you're like in a store and buying something. Okay. And it seems like the person under. I went to get frozen yogurt. Mm-hmm. So it's pressed juicery. Yeah, good. Uh, they have some kind of frozen yogurt substitute vegan bullshit. So <laughs> so anyway, so I'm in there and, um, you know, the strawberry is the best flavor. Is it? And I go, do you guys have strawberry today? And she's like, no, it's just vanilla or chocolate. And I go, okay, I'll have vanilla then. And she goes, okay. And then she kind of gets starts getting it ready. And then she goes, I'm sorry. She goes, did you say chocolate? <laughs> And I go, no, I said vanilla. And she goes, okay, so chocolate. And I go, <laughs> like, are you, are you fucking with me? <laughs> I, literally, I literally said that. I'm like, what the fuck? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I'm having a bad day. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, sure. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was so weird, man. It was the weirdest fucking thing. So I'm like, I'm like, all right. Like, she's like, what toppings do you want? And I'm like, strawberries and like the cacao drizzle. Uh-huh. She goes, dude, I swear to God. She goes, okay. She grabs a spoon and starts scooping granola. And I go, I said strawberries, not granola. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just having a bad day. Dude, it's crazy. So then she puts, she puts the strawberries on it. And just puts the lid on, and I go, were you able to put the cacao drizzle on? (laughs) (laughs) And she just goes, oh, I'm sorry. Dude, I I couldn't believe it. She had to take the lid off and put it on. And I like, dude, it was the craziest, (laughs) the craziest thing I've ever encountered, ordering something, dude. Oh, my God. That is funny. And she was young, bro. She must have like thought it was cool to get really baked before work or something. Like, Is that what that was? Dude, what else could it be? It was the craziest thing ever. Or if like- she's citing having a really bad day, <laughs> right? People are going to want that is that we, we want to empathize with totally. people and let them off the hook. <laughs> but I've had lots of bad days where my entire motor function didn't just break down. Dude, yeah, like, my cognitive ability, my ability to pro- process commands. Dude, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so insane. I was like, what the fuck? And it just, it's totally random, not a big deal, but it just stood out, like stuck out as the most bizarre that is so funny ordering experience that i've ever had that is really good man that reminds me of that nate bargatze story the the milk with ice which it's like his signature bit uh from a couple specials ago and where he like went to starbucks and asked for like an iced coffee and they just handed him a glass with ice with milk in it like a milk (laughs) with ice cup and he was like what person would order this 
Dude, that happened to me in Kansas. I went to a, and I talked about this on Pack Light, I think if you guys have listened to it, but there's a moment where I went to a Starbucks in a giant grocery store and I ordered a iced coffee, an iced coffee, and I got soy milk and they poured it. And dude, I'm not kidding you. The, the soy milk just settled on the bottom of the cup and looked like three or four giant cubes of soy milk. Ooh. It was disgusting. And That's I thought good. And I said to her, I was trying not to be a dick, but I was like, there's something wrong with this milk like (laughs) and she goes no you ordered soy and i'm like yeah but that's this isn't what soy looks like and she goes i gotta be honest no one's ever ordered that before (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that makes sense it's probably like rotten or like needed to be shaken or something sediment yeah lots of sediment guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Yeah, we got a couple of emails. This one is called Relationship After the Honeymoon Phase. Okay. And I think this is a good topic for you and I to go into because sure. I think that our, our relationships are officially out of the honeymoon We're phase. We're not honeymooners. We're not in the honeymoon phase. No way. So I like to think that we can speak well on this. Um, so here we go. Greetings, Julio and Francis. I've been in a relationship for a few months now. And I am slowly realizing that certain things in the relationship are changing. Mm-hmm. We are having sex less often than before. And overall, the physical affection has decreased. I suppose this is often called the post-honeymoon era. We are in our mid-20s and both have been working from, the ho- from home the entirety of our relationship. What's your advice on spicing things up again and making it an exciting relationship for both of us? Okay. So first of all, Aziz Ansari wrote Modern Romance. And it breaks down this stuff brilliantly from a almost like a social science way. It's so much more researched and data driven than than I expected it to be. Anyone who hasn't read Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, I would strongly recommend reading that book. When the the honeymoon phase ends and starts to taper off, a lot of people mistake that winding down as a loss of interest or a oh this isn't exciting anymore anymore. we should break up or like i'm bored and that isn't necessarily what it should be right you should accept or hope that what was originally driven by lust and you know staring into each other's eyes and whispering and you know, Romance cuddling and, all through the night. Right. You're constantly discovering new things. You, everything's yeah. new and fun. Just and being whatever. obsessed with each other yeah. uh, should be replaced by comfort and support and trust and the joy of, you know, knowing that you can ask her or him about a very difficult career 
decision or say that this happened at work and hope that they know you well enough to advise you about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like living with a fucking therapist. It's for free, you know, and um, not having to worry about wearing makeup all the time or, you know, farting in front of each other. All these things that all of a sudden you just feel comfortable around somebody and that there's, it's very hard to like quantify the value of that. But when you, when you lose it, you realize, damn, that was nice. I said this to Ashley uh, Hesseltine once I was like, you know, it's very hard to describe how nice it is to come home from a long day of like being out and, and have the apartment be a warm place. Yeah. Whether there's like food on the stove or the lights are on or, you know, someone comes to just greet you um, and there's music playing or there are candles lit, like all of that, the warmth of of being with another person as opposed to having to come into the home where you turn on the lights yourself. It's cold. Uh It's empty. It's silent. And you kind of rev it up yourself. Um, All of that is totally invaluable how to spice things up yeah the question right so i think there's, a, there's a couple of ways to to spice things up but one first of all there's sort of like active direct ways to do it and then there's indirect ways to do it one way to do it go away for a couple of days totally that's exactly what that's i was an, gonna say that's an indirect way to do it go have a boys weekend you'll come back you'll fucking bang the shit out of your girlfriend that's I promise it you. yeah you know what i mean as they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and there's also this famous poem about What's it called? The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Yeah, yeah. Famous poem. And there's one one part about it where he talks about relationships. And it says how like he he compares relationships to a building structure. And it's like the columns to support the building, the columns need to have space between them. And if the columns do not have that space between them, the building will collapse. Mm. It's important to kind of create that space in a relationship because in the honeymoon phase, there's you're kind of like codependent in this way because The romance is the only thing you're thinking about. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's important to like stay true to what you have to do and do what you have to do. And you can do that alongside your relationship. And if you do that, it gives your relationship space to like breathe and it'll feel more fresh. Also, that's like an interesting thing. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, when people say, how do we spice things up again? Right. It's because they fear the loss of the electricity of their sex life. Yeah. And. I think spice, you know, there's always every, all, there's always like you know try try blindfolding each other or yeah. like eat sushi off each other's lower backs, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Try anal. Like yeah, I'm 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 tired of that. Like, but that's not. I don't necessarily think that's wrong. That's no, like, uh, that's on. You're on to something with that, but it's not the the true theme of it. The discussion. Correct. Just because your sex life is not explosive three times a day crazy anymore doesn't mean that your relationship is falling apart you can spice things up by becoming friends with her friends like getting to know her friend group or you know uh trying a new restaurant together experiences together um and going out of your way to do special things for her or him you know what I mean? Some he comes home one day, she comes home one day. You try to do something romantic. It sounds corny, but it's not. Like wine or maybe draw a bath for your girlfriend, give her a massage. These are I'm just saying from things like from my POV, like how I would attack something like this. So I can't necessarily speak for how a woman would do it. 
although I'm sure that there are similar parallels. You know what I mean? Completely. I'm just giving examples that I would think of, but I think that like doing something special for them yeah. really kind of brings that spark back too. It does. It does. Getting fucked up together. Go sure. do drugs. Go ha- have drinks. Yeah. Go do ayahuasca. Do whatever. Like just have go have fun. Like do the things that like do things that make it fun basically and then the last thing i would say if it is a sexual thing and you feel like the spark isn't there one thing that i was told once was go to the bedroom get naked and just lie down naked near each other for a while oh that's interesting don't necessarily just try to immediately start hooking up and have sex just be naked near each other and see what happens after a while. I'll get the juices. Yeah. It's kind of like a a snake when you drop a mouse into its tank. (laughs) I used to have a snake, a ball python. Yeah. And it was nocturnal and I would feed it in the middle of the day. Uh, And we would get these little mice from the pet store, the feeder mice. And I would drop it and the snake would be sleeping in the corner and uh it didn't immediately jump on the mouse you know it would kind of very slowly sleepily wake up (laughs) and the mouse would get comfortable and say oh this is my new home oh this is better than i thought look at that uh that's an interesting structure over there that coil rope is that a toy for me (laughs) and the snake would so unwind and then you thought okay here we go and next thing you know wham would he do it like that oh yeah strike and then Jesus. it was a constrictor so it would wrap its coils around oh the neck God. and suffocate this the mouse, mouse. Death, and then slowly digest it very slowly and i would watch this very i mean my face was up against the glass i was so excited by it so. <laughs> pretty cool pretty cool yeah awesome you ever watch nature dude there's a new a- nature show out uh-huh. apparently there's a new david attenborough show that just dropped is that is that guy 400 years old He's hanging on. Was for he dear ever life. gonna die, bro? I'll tell you what. I'm gonna get baked out of my mind. Yeah. and watch that. At I some point, wait. we should do a nature documentary about David Attenborough. Just follow <laughs> him around with a camera. Yeah, I think there is one. Is, I'm pretty sure that talk about him. I yeah. think they just made one like wow. recently. Cool. Ninety four. He looks great, Sir Still David Attenborough. Getting paid more than me. Cheers, pal. Yeah, doing more more work. His agents like, hey, David, I got a call today. They say it keeps you young working. I guess that's it, yeah. You know? Well, voiceover work is, you know, you don't even have to stand up for it. That's true. He can get But I think he, like, did he used to actually go? He might have been, yeah, in the field. I think you're right. I think a lot of the time he was uh, out there among the butterflies and seals. (laughs) So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Good shit. I think we're at 45. Okay, cool. Let's, yeah. Wrap her up. Pull the plug, yeah. Guys, thank you. Oops, the podcast. We love you all. Um, send us your thoughts, your emails, whatever you want to let us know. We love hearing from you and uh, happy to lend our thoughts to anything you got to say. So oops, the podcast at gmail.com at oops, the podcast. I am at not Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out. Hell yeah.